0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Omega Outdoors podcast, your leading source for becoming a better hunter. Today I'm going to talk about 20 different conventional turkey hunting myths, whether or not they're true, and how you can use them to be a better hunter. I just want to thank you for joining the podcast today, and without further ado, let's get into it. Hey everyone, my name is Patrick Long, and I am the author of Omega Outdoors. Um, today I want to talk about some turkey hunting myths that I recently wrote an article over. Um, there's 20 myths on the article. Here I'm gonna go over 10 of them. Um, if you want to see the the total list, you can go over to omegaoutdoors.blog slash myths and check it out there. But the first myth I want to talk about actually is the myth that calling is everything. So when you're turkey hunting, Calling is a very important aspect of the hunt, for sure. But it's not everything. Um a lot of strategists say, you know, call, 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 you gotta use this call and that call at the exact right time. And there is some truth in that, but a big big factor is also scouting. I know where to look for turkeys. You can't just walk out in the woods and, you know, start calling and see what happens. Um you should also Um, be able to set up on a turkey once you do find one so if you you know where to look um, know what you're doing you go out there and you do a couple of calls and you hear a gobbler off in the distance you shouldn't just sit there sit down right where you are and start calling him to you you should set up strategically um, where you know which direction he would be coming from into a good shooting lane and everything like that so while calling is important it's not the end all be all of the hunt the next myth i want to talk about is the myth that turkeys will not cross water so i think this is more of an old um wives tale than anything but turkeys you know sometimes turkeys are a little stubborn and when it comes to a creek or something it may be an obstacle if you're calling them over a creek um but at the end of the day, the creek isn't going to be the difference between them getting to their hen and them staying by themselves. They're going to want to get to that hen, and they're going to want to mate and be a successful bird. And in that scenario, you are the hen across the, across the creek or across the stream. So even if you want to say the turkeys aren't going to cross water because you know they don't like water, they don't want to get wet, whatever, um, turkeys can actually swim, and they're pretty good at it. But they can—they're birds. They can also also fly right over it if they don't want to walk across it. You turkeys obviously—they prefer to walk, and they walk um, most of the places they go. Normally, they only fly if they're going in and out of roost, or if they're like running away from—you know—they're spooked about something. They'll fly away. But if the tur- if your calling is good enough, and that gobbler wants to get over to the hen he's definitely going to cross that creek, um, even if it is a small obstacle. The third turkey hunting myth is that you can never call back a spooked bird. So I've heard this particular myth about more species than this turkey. Um, but the idea is if a turkey is ever spooked from a hunter that, that turkey learns something about the encounter and it'll never fall for the same trick again. Um, so, a lot of animals are very smart, and if you do speak a turkey, maybe, possibly, it learns something from the encounter, but what is a whole lot more likely is that that animal was going about, you know, its life, and then it saw a predator, and it ran away. Um, animals do that all the time, you know, prey animals, you know, they eat, sleep, and they stay away from predators, that's what they do. So... If you're hunting turkey and you are calling to a gobbler and he's coming to you and some way or another you got busted and to say that that gobbler is never going to come to another turkey hunter again, I find it a little far-fetched. The, a different way of looking at that would be a gobbler heard a hen, he was coming to that hen and then before he could get to the hen he saw a predator that scared him and he flew away and he didn't want to go in the same direction as that hen again so he forgot about her. That's how I, I tend to think about it. Um you can definitely call back, spook birds, even in the same spot. Probably not in the same day, but in the same week. Um you can definitely call birds back without a problem. This myth is actually one of the true ones. Um so this myth is overcalling causes turkeys to stay roosted. Um this is hundred percent true if you, um, put the gobbler to bed the night before, so, like, you followed him up to the roost, and he roosted before you could harvest him the night before, you can, you know, you obviously want to go in in that morning and set up on him. If you set up too close, and you're calling to him, and he looks down, and they don't see any turkeys, and they hear a turkey that should be close enough to be seen, and they don't see anything, that's gonna, that's gonna freak them out a little bit. They're gonna stay roosted. So, what you want to do is set up farther away, um, and then, start calling farther away maybe with a decoy and then they'll see a turkey that's gotten down from the roost already and they say hey now it's time for me to get down from the roost and go you know socialize with that other turkey um that would be a better approach than overcalling right underneath the tree i mean not literally right underneath the tree but like close to the tree where they could possibly see you or expect to see you so just keep your distance use the right calls and you should be fine. The next turkey hunting myth is scattered gobblers will not regroup for weeks. Um this one isn't true in entirety. Um fall gobblers when they're flushed they can take a little bit of time to regroup, um but turkey groups like all year round um generally regroup within at least a couple of days, like max. Um 2-3 days. Um they also they are social birds so they want to be together turkey by itself is um not happy um there's a whole lot of different calls that turkeys use to relocate each other after they have been scattered um and actually you can use them to your advantage so you can scatter a group of birds and then um move positions and start using these calls to get them to come back and regroup around you um that is one method of hunting these birds and if you want to know more about that, you can go to megaoutdoors.blog slash sounds, where I go over some sounds and what they mean. It's common for turkeys to get separated, um, especially when they travel in larger groups. Turkeys get separated at all times of the year, and when they do, they use these calls to relocate each other within um, maybe hours or a day. But knowing what these calls mean um, and how to use them, it can really put you um, give you a big advantage and... Make you give you a little bit of a different edge in the woods so instead of just you know sitting down and sounding like a hen trying to call in a gobbler throw in something a little bit different and especially if you're hunting on public land or private land where you're not the only hunter um, it could give you a different sound and a different strategy than everybody else is doing which may help you in your success. The next myth is that gobblers are the only challenge so many um, states have a um, fall season where you can take hens um, most of the time you can't take hens during the spring, so you can only shoot gobblers, but just like in anything else, like the old, you know, wise male, um, that's the biggest, maybe has the biggest beard or the biggest rack in deer hunting. It is generally perceived to be, you know, the wisest, smartest deer around. And that it might be true. It might be a really smart, you know, animal that anybody would be proud of taking. But another thing you have to think about is... Hens, you know, they live, they probably live longer than, you know, a lot of gobblers. They don't get hunted as much. You know, same thing with white-tailed does. You know, does get hunted plenty, but um, they're not as attractive as a an old wise male. So you see, you know, three does, you just kind of pick the biggest one. Don't really think about it too much. So an older animal um, that is female can be just... As smart and wise as the old older male that has you know an attractive rack or a long beard, so when you're hunting um in the fall and hunting hens, you know don't take it for granted or don't think don't think it's that it's just a walk in the park. These hens are just as smart as not smarter than the gobblers, you know, and just think about a lot of times when you're spring hunting um, you probably get busted by a hen before you get busted by a gobbler so They are formidable opponents, and they shouldn't be taken lightly. The next turkey hunting myth is that turkeys roost in the same tree every night. Um, So it would be nice to think that turkeys are super habitual um, animals that stay in the same place every night. And I can see why other people might think that, because, you know, as people, we hopefully sleep in the same bed every night. So to think that a turkey sleeps in the same spot every night would be nice, but they don't. So, a turkey may sleep in the same general area um every night. So maybe, you know, a couple, you know, 100 square yards or um a little smaller area than that, but they're not going to sleep in the exact same tree every time. And where this benefit or not benefit, but where this affects us the most is when you um see a gobbler go on roost the night before. So if you see a gobbler go on roost and you go try to set up on them in the morning, um not only could he have moved? But um, if you go there a different day, say you skip a day, and you know you're like, all right, I know that this gobbler roosts in this tree. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna come back next weekend because you know I have to work or something. You know, um, you should know that he's not gonna be in that same tree. Prob, it's probably probable that he's not gonna be in that same tree. So um, he may be in the same general area. So you should look around. But when you go in the next night, just know that he's not going to be in the same tree, but he'll probably be in the same general area. So set up um, outside of that area and be ready for him to come from, you know, about 180 degree area in front of you anywhere. Um, Be sure to listen for, you know, which general direction they're coming down from roost. So since you know the general area they're roosting in and not the actual tree now, um, it's a little bit harder, but it's, you still have a big advantage knowing where they're roosting at. So, um, they don't roost in the same tree, but they still roost in the same area. Um, and you can still use that to your advantage for the next turkey hunting myth. Um, turkeys will not cross fences. Um, uh, this one is obviously not true. This is one of the more silly ones, but, um, a lot of the times, especially if it's just like a regular Bob barbed wire barbed- fence, they can just walk straight through it. Um, especially if it's like just a three-prong fence with, um, plenty of, plenty of spacing, they can fit right through there or jump over the first line and not have a problem. But, um, if it is a, like a chain link fence, um, or more of like a chicken wire type fence, they can just fly right over it. Um, if you're trying to call a turkey across the fence, that is going to be an obstacle, um, that they could get hung up on, but they will cross it. Um, especially if it's easier to cross, like a barbed wire fence. Um, generally, if you have a fence on your property, you don't want to mess it up and you don't want things to cross it um, that aren't meant to cross it. But if I had to guess, turkeys aren't on your list of keeping things in or out. So don't be afraid to call it turkeys across the fence. They can fly over it um, if your calling is good enough, but just know that they could possibly get hung up around there on to our ninth myth now. Um, This myth is that you need to have expensive camouflage. Um, Camouflage doesn't need to be expensive. It doesn't need to be, you know, you don't have to have the latest sick gear or anything like that. You can have just regular hand-me-down camouflage and that will keep you hidden from turkeys. Um, Really, um, You see all these commercials about, you know, having the perfect pattern to blend into your perfect environment and having four different you know, sets of, um, camo for wherever you go. And like, that looks good to you. Um, but animals can't really tell that much of a difference more than anything. Camouflage nowadays is made to look good to customers and not really animals. So, um, you can have just a basic pattern that goes with just pretty much everything and it doesn't need to be expensive. Um, you can get expensive stuff, the expensive stuff is going to be you know, probably better quality as in like the quality of the material, but it's not going to make you more hidden. Um, when you're hunting turkeys you need to have things like you need to have long sleeves, you know gloves and a face mask, a hat, but it doesn't need to be the most expensive stuff you can find. Um, turkeys see really well, but um, cheap camouflage do, do the trick just fine um what you have to look out for no matter what you're wearing is how much you're moving your movement will be the first thing to give you away it doesn't matter if you have the top of the line best camouflage there is to buy if you move at the wrong moment and twitch at the wrong time or um a hen sees you from the side when you're trying to set up on a gobbler you're busted doesn't matter so Use your hammer down camouflage, use the cheap camouflage, whatever you have, Um, but really, to be a successful turkey hunter, you just have to control your movement. So for our tenth and final myth, um, this myth says that only toms can have beards. Um, We know this isn't true. Um, Hens can also have beards. So actually, around five to ten percent of hens um, can naturally grow a beard. Um, It's normally... Um, short, it can get up to seven to eight inches long, and it's normally really thin um compared to um, a Tom's beard. Um, it'll still be visible and have plenty of hair, but it'll be really thin hair, um and things like that. So on top of beards, around one percent of hens can actually grow spurs. Um, both of these are due to a genetic mutation um in the female embryo when it's um growing when it's born. Um the beard doesn't have any effect on the hen's um, ability to mate. Um, she's still fertile, and there's no hasn't been any research showing that a hen with a beard is less attractive to a gobbler. Um, so uh, hens with beards can also be harvested during, in some states that have um, bearded bird spring seasons. Um, so just check out your local DNR, know what your laws are, and if you see a bearded hen, take it out. So this wraps up the podcast for today. Um, I went over ten turkey hunting myths. Um, I wrote an article about twenty, so if you want to go to omegaoutdoors.blog/slash/turkey-hunting-myths, you can read the other ten. Let me know what you think about them. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.